Welcome to HOWC Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Do you know what the Hebrew word for accuser is? It is Satan, or as we pronounce it in modern English, Satan. That's right. Satan is not the name of the devil, but it's more like a title or a description of him. In the same way that we call God Father or the Rock or the Good Shepherd, these are actually all titles that paint a picture for us, describing to us the attributes or character of the one holding it. One of the interesting things about the Hebrew word Satan or Satan, is that it's actually a plural word, which often actually encompasses an entire class of powerful demonic beings, of which that whole twisting serpent is the chief. We read in the book of Job in chapter 41, verse 34, he, speaking of Leviathan, that dragon from the sea, it says, he beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all of the children of pride. Why? Because pride holds on to lies and accuses others of why things did not turn out right, rather than humbling and coming into agreement with the truth. When the serpent first appeared in the Garden of Eden, he twisted God's words, then slipped in a sideways accusation to break Adam and Eve's trust or faith. And the only one who truly loved and helped them, which of course was God. The serpent said that God did not want them to eat the fruit because it would make them like him. Basically accusing God of not loving them and of holding out on them for selfish power greed. Which was not at all the reason. God simply could see the end from the beginning and was trying to protect them and preserve them. But we see as we read the story that as Adam comes into agreement with this lie by putting his trust or faith in what the snake had to say, then the first thing that he does is to accuse others himself. In other words, once he had consumed this bad fruit... He then began to produce the same bad fruit. Because, of course, the fruit holds the seed. And what is the seed but the reproduction of the tree? Listen to what the Spirit is saying. When God came to Adam after this happened and asked for a confession, he instead said, It was that woman that you gave me. Did you catch that? He accused Eve for his sin, of whom he was created and called to cover and protect, and even accused God by pointing out that he was the one that had given him the problem. And this was it made more than evident that Adam was now under the influence of the accuser of the brethren. Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Jesus loved his bride 
and died covering for her sins. Yes, she was guilty. And yet he interceded. Adam, on the other hand, let offense in when he listened to the accusations of the serpent in that garden and the selfishness that it breeds has ravaged people, relationships, ministries, and whole kingdoms ever since. The very next story in scripture, this same tactic and fruit begins to surface again when God is pleased with Abel's sacrifice of obedience more than with Cain's offering of ambition. God tells Cain to just do better next time. But also to be careful because that sin lieth at the door. That old serpent was speaking accusations against his brother to his heart. When Cain chose to entertain these blames, hatred came in and murder followed after it. In John chapter 8 verse 44 we read this, the words of Jesus to the Pharisees. He said, you were of your father the devil and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there was no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. The king of pride, the father of lies, the accuser of the brethren, This is why we have to come to God humbly and seek his wisdom. He is the truth, the way, and the life. And you have to know the characteristics of your God and of Satan, the accuser of the brethren, or you will be deceived into listening to the wrong influence. In 1 John 3, verse 10, we read this. In this are the children of God manifested. And the children of the devil. In other words, this is how you tell the difference. Whosoever does not do righteousness, which is doing what God says is right, is not of God. Right? Remember, Jesus said, why do you bother calling me Lord if you don't do the things that I tell you? And it's not those who call me their Lord who will get into heaven, but those who do the will of the Father that's in heaven. Righteousness is doing what God says is right. He says, this is how you know the difference to know who are the children of God and the children of the devil. Those who do not do what God says is right or not of God. I don't care what gifting, power, prophetic insight, charisma, backing, networking, titles, prestige, power, pomp, or personality they have. If they're not doing what God says to do in his holy word and in their daily lives, then they're not his. And also, he says, neither he that loveth not his brother. Which brings us back to that old characteristic of the accuser of the brethren. If somebody comes to you speaking things, And it's not from a place of love, concern, worry, brokenness, a desire to get you back on the narrow path of righteousness. And it's not coming from the Holy Spirit. Do not entertain it. Jesus continues by saying, for this is the message that you heard from the beginning. That we should love one another. Not like Cain, who was of the wicked one and slew his brother. For wherefore slew he him? 
because his own works were evil, but his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. For we know that we have passed from death unto life because that we love the brethren. This is the only evidence that Jesus gives us. I know there's a lot of teachings in the world, a lot of men's opinions, but Jesus, whose words are the words of truth given from God himself that will judge us on the day of judgment, he told us that there is only one way to judge the root, and that is by the fruit. And the first fruit of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is love. If what is coming is not coming from a place of love and a desire to bring redemption, restoration, and salvation. And it's not coming from above. It's coming from the counterfeit. And this church age needs to get this because there is a great deception coming. The Antichrist will manifest in signs and lying wonders. And there are so many out there that are following after gifts. They're going to be so easily deceived by this. I'm giving you a way to identify what is of God and what is of Satan by giving you his characteristics in the same way that you can learn the attributes of God by his names because they all tell you who he really is. He is the shepherd, the father, the healer, the helper, the righteous judge, the king of kings and lord of lords, the almighty one, creator of heaven and earth, and he is love. But Leviathan, he is prideful, Arrogant, selfish, cruel, hard-hearted. He intimidates and bullies and bluffs that old serpent that twists the words of God. And Satan is an accuser of the brethren. Do not allow envy like Cain did. Do not allow this enemy to speak accusations against the brethren that put you in a mindset that caused you to stand against them. The Holy Spirit will reveal things to you about someone. Yes, but that is to get you to intercede for them. That is to make your heart broken so that you will pray for them, so that you will deliver a right word on time and in season in meekness and love, hoping to restore them. Going back to the passage that we were reading, the scripture is telling us that Cain slew his brother because he was envious that his brother was actually doing the work of God. Tells us that we know that we have passed from death unto life, that we are no longer under the influence of that old evil spirit. We are not under the law of sin and death, but are now free in the law of Christ, whose commandment and ordinance is to love others as he has loved us. Remember, it says to bear one another's burdens and love and so fulfill the law of Christ. It says we know we have passed from this death to this life because we love the brethren. For he that loveth not his brother still abides in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that there is no murderer that hath eternal life abiding in him. Do you get it? Who is the way, the truth, and the life? Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will not abide in a heart that hates anyone. And therefore, if you choose to hold on to this unforgiveness, you cannot get into heaven. Because it's not us that God's going to let in. 
It's Jesus. We'll get in with him if we're hidden in Christ. But he won't abide in a life that's not willing to lay down agreement with pride and the lies of Satan, the accuser. Remember in the book of Job, we were told that he was up there accusing the brethren. But there came a point in the story where Lucifer falls like lightning and Satan gets kicked out of heaven. God's not letting him back in to continue accusing the brethren through you, my friend. If you let that into your heart, the Holy Spirit departs. He will not share his glory with another. And you cannot serve two masters. You will choose one and reject the other. So make your decision and choose Jesus. The passage continues, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because that he laid down his life for us. Then we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Perfect love will cast out fear and cause you to humbly and meekly be willing to deliver the truth in love and in brokenness with a desire to bring restoration and reconciliation. So let me talk to you today, brothers and sisters in the Lord, because this is very serious and I want you to really get it. Because I assure you of this, that anywhere that there are abundant accusations, there the devil is. Where the truth is twisted, that serpent is spitting lies, deception, and control through manipulation. It is witchcraft, the nature of bewitching. This is why all liars will have their part in the lake of fire and why forgiveness is required with repentance at salvation. You cannot be in agreement with Satan, the accuser, and with Jesus, the redeemer. You must choose one and flee the other. It's not the easy thing. Because if you allow it, the accusations of that old serpent will cement your pride in the lies that he has spoken. This is why salvation only comes to the humble and the broken. Grace to overcome will only come once you have humbled and put your trust or faith back into Jesus. His words, his actions, his teachings, his forgiveness have abandoned all of the accusers, accusations, and justifications for sin that are only meant to trick you into staying a slave to him. This is a very old and common tactic. The warning was given to the church of Galatia in Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 and where it says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should obey the truth? before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. They knew the truth, but something else got in through someone else and began to speak lies to them. And they listened. The first time someone comes to you and says anything about anyone that isn't coming from a place of absolute love, brokenness, concern, with hope of restoration, you better not listen. Because the enemy will come speaking lies, pride, envy, bringing strife and contention and every evil work with it. It's a polluted well. Do not drink of it. 
And if you already have, then choose today to repent, to forgive, and to be forgiven. In fact, humble yourself and admit that the accusations against others that this serpent has been speaking into your ear for years are lies. And let them die so that the truth can be revived in you. And if you do, then Jesus, who is the spirit of truth, will come alive through you. James chapter 4 verse 6 says this, that he resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So today we break agreement with every lie of Satan, every pride, and every accusation. And Father, we ask for the power, the grace, the heart, the fruits of the Spirit that will do the work of redemption, restoration, and reconciliation. You desire unity with you and with the family. Now, we know that that means that we cannot come into agreement with the things of the world and of demons, but even when we resist, it has to be done in the right spirit. We can never lose our heart for the mission or our faith for the miraculous because God desires to accomplish it if we will just show the character that he can endorse with confidence. Oh, my friend, remember where you came from and have mercy on the ones who have fallen or maybe never yet been plucked out of the fire like you were Pray for them, intercede, fast. Be willing to lay down your very life if that's what it takes. In Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 it says, And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan, the accuser, standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuketh thee. Is not this the band plucked out of the fire? I love this because if you read it in actual translation, it just says that the accuser stood at the right hand accusing and that the Lord said unto the accuser, the Lord rebuke you, O accuser. The Lord hath chosen Jerusalem. The Lord has plucked us from the fire. The Lord has desired to see that all men be brought to the knowledge of the truth and of salvation and of redemption. The Lord stands in opposition to the lies of Satan, the accuser of the brethren. In Revelations chapter 12, verse 10, we read this. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies, and that they loved not their own lives, even unto the death. How in the end do we overcome Satan? How do we overcome the accuser of the brethren? Through the power of our Christ 
and because we loved not our own lives, so it didn't matter what happened to us, we were willing to forgive and to keep fighting for them, that we were willing to share our testimony of how he redeemed us and saved us and how believing in his blood brought us forgiveness and you can have it too if you just receive it. But how are they going to receive it from God if they're not even getting it from you who claim to represent him? It's hard to believe that the blood of Jesus can redeem us if those who are claiming to be the servants of Jesus are the ones accusing us. So I want you to examine your heart today. When you sit to pray, do you hear more accusations than declarations of faith? Because if you think you're getting prophetic words for people, but all you're getting is what they're doing wrong and how you need to correct them, but you're not getting any instructions to pray or to fast or to weep or to intercede for them or to invest in them or to encourage or to teach them, then you're hearing from the wrong spirit. You're hearing from the accuser of the brethren. That's not how the Holy Spirit does this. You are not given prophetic insight in order to be able to see through people. You are given prophetic insight in order to help see people through. Through the difficult times. Through their failures and fallings and backslidings. To help them to get back on the narrow path of righteousness. To pray with fasting and weeping for a bride that is not ready for her bridegroom's coming. The blood of Jesus can save and change anyone. But our life has to bear the fruit of it first. Because it's our testimony that's going to show them that this crazy faith works. And you're going to have to not love your own life. You're going to have to lay it down. Lay down the pride. Lay down what you think is right. You're going to have to make yourself a servant to Christ and to others. Even those who won't love you for it. In order that just maybe one might be saved. That they might see the fruit of the truth of the word of God in our life and actions. So stop looking at titles and platforms and prestige, and followings, or even giftings, signs, and wonders. Because all of it can be granted by the Antichrist spirit. The only thing that the devil cannot counterfeit is holiness. If you watch, those who have the Holy Spirit will bear the fruits of it. The first of which is love. Thank you for joining us today. This program was brought to you by HOWC Media Ministries. For more messages like this or information about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.